everyone is endlessly busy. Make Time by Jake Knapp and John Zaratsky is not about productivity. And it's also not about getting more done, finishing your to-dos faster, or even outsourcing your life. It's about using a simple framework and filling it with tactics that work for you through experimentation. So Jake and John suggest that two very powerful forces compete for every single minute of your time. Number one is the busy bandwagon, which is a culture of constant busyness. And after all, like I said, everybody else is busy. And if you slow down, you'll fall behind and you'll never, ever catch up. Whereas the second force competing for your time is what's called infinity pools. And infinity pools is basically any source of endlessly replenishing content. So we're talking about Netflix, email, video games, TV, social media, these kind of things. So here you are, you know, you're in the middle and you're being pulled by these two different forces in different directions, you know, by the busy bandwagon and the infinity pools. And guess what? Willpower is not the way out. Jake and John, they had spent years and years of their career working in the tech industry and they understand that these things will eventually wear you down because that's exactly what they're designed to do. They're designed to grab and keep your attention. So we're thinking, right, well then productivity and being more productive is the answer, right? Nah. <laughs> Unfortunately, here's the reality. The faster you run on the hamster wheel, the faster it spins. And the more you do, the faster things will get replaced. But there is a way to free your attention from distractions and take back control of your time. This book, Make Time, is a simple, super effective framework that I guarantee will work for you because it's unique and inherently flexible in its approach. Welcome back to Behind the Osteopath. My name is Alan Zaya. I'm an osteopath and I'm the founder of Osteo Hustle, where we plan, build and grow dream careers for osteopaths. Now, we've just hit 400 plays on the podcast, so I just want to say a huge thank you to everybody who has listened, to everybody who's emailed me, even about the podcast last week with multipliers. What I love the most is that you are a part of a community of osteopaths who want to have level-headed, hard-to-have discussions and conversations about how we can move our profession forward from a grassroots level, because that is what is so, like, that's genuinely what I'm really passionate about for our profession. And so please, you know, if you if, if you really do see value in what I'm trying to share, if you can, please leave a five-star review. It means a heck of a lot to me to get that kind of positive feedback loop. And if you want to connect with me, my email is in, in the description. And if you're on your phone, just click on the episode, scroll down, and you'll see a Q&A section. Come and connect with me. I would love to hear from you. So as you know, Behind the Osteopath is based on my belief that you should never open a clinic without fully understanding what it takes. And a part of this means that I'm covering 10 books I believe every osteopath should read. Make Time is book six in this series. And to give context, I first read this in 2022, and I've dipped back into this book over the years. Um, and I've obviously read it again for this podcast episode. So let's dive into the lessons of Make Time. So I believe the best way to start explaining this book is by going through how make time works. 
So it's split into four super simple steps, which is one, highlight, two, laser, three, energize, and four, reflect. And then it's up to you to repeat those four steps every time you need to make time. So the first step is choosing a single highlight to prioritize your day. Then you're you're going to use specific tactics to stay laser focused on your highlights. And then throughout the day, you'll build energy so you can stay in control of your time and your in- and obviously your attention. Um, finally, you'll reflect on the day with a few simple notes. Uh, again, it's a, it's a super simple, effective framework that I guarantee will work for you. And Okay, so now you have a full understanding of the make time four-step structure. I want to obviously expand on each of those steps. So step one is to highlight, and you're going to start each day by choosing a focal point. So here, every day, you'll choose a single activity to prioritize and protect. Protect being the most important word, because otherwise, you'll either jump on the busy bandwagon or you'll get distracted and lost inside of infinity pools. Uh, And at this point, the book highlights two critical factors. The first is that your daily highlight can contain multiple steps, but if you set your highlight as finish A, which means doing B, C, and D, then you're committing to completing all of those steps as one single highlight. And the second critical factor is that your highlight is not going to be the only thing that you'll do each day. Sometimes it will, but very rarely it will be. Um, But it will be your priority at all times. Um, Having a highlight makes sure that you don't accidentally lose the entire day, you know, simply reacting to what's in front of you. So the question is, how do you set your highlight? Um, What you're going to do is you're going to ask yourself, what do I want the highlight of my day to be? But that's a really hard question. It's quite abstract. So Jake and John suggest three criteria to help. The first one is urgency, then satisfaction, and then joy. So with urgency, this is what's the most pressing thing I must do today. And the key here is to look for projects that are time sensitive, important, and medium size. So in other words, you know, they don't take 10 minutes, but they don't take 10 hours either. Then you've got satisfaction, which is asking yourself, when I finish my day, which highlight will bring me the most satisfaction? So where you've got urgency, which gets you to think about what needs to get done, satisfaction encourages you to focus on what you want to get done. So instead of thinking about deadlines and priorities, think about a sense of accomplishment you'll feel after achieving that highlight. And the third one is joy. So when you're going to ask yourself, when I reflect on what happened today, what will bring me the most joy? So not every hour has to be fully optimized for maximum efficiency. You know, but believe it or not, you are allowed to have fun as an osteopath, even at work, you know, beyond the hands-on being an osteopath side of things. So joy is a big part of that as well. So leading on from knowing the three criteria of urgency, satisfaction, and joy... Uh, that will obviously help you to create your highlight. The natural follow-up question to ask after that is, what should I choose as my highlight on a particular day? And so for me, when when I started practicing 
the idea of setting a a highlight, um, I found it really difficult to try and prioritize what it is that I should be focusing on. But I promise you that the more you make the active choice of creating a highlight, the more you'll realize that you're making the choice to focus on your priorities instead of simply reacting to whatever the day throws at you. And then all of a sudden the day is over and you feel like you haven't achieved anything meaningful. So in short, you're going to trust your gut and choose something that takes between 60 to 90 minutes. So that's a really great way of starting to figure out what your highlight should be. So step one is to highlight and then step two is to beat distraction to make time for your highlights. So step two is highlighted as laser. So creating a highlight and making that highlight your priority isn't enough just by itself. You know, J Jake and John, they speak about the importance of needing to rethink how we react to distractions that will ultimately get in the way of us achieving our highlight. And so you may have already spotted that some that the majority of these distractions are based on technology. So what's important for us as osteopaths to understand is that we can't obviously just throw away our phone and not use a computer and just be done with technology as much as we might want to. Um, but what we can do is we can think we can rethink our relationship with technology to stop the never-ending and unhelpful distractions that we inevitably will bump into throughout every single day of our lives so that we can find what Jake and John describe as laser mode, which I'll talk about later on as well. So then moving on to step three with energize, and you're going to use the body to recharge the brain. So for step three, Jake and John talk a lot about how we need to be able to take care of ourselves in order for our brain to work at full capacity, um, you know, which is things like basic basic things like exercise, food, sleep, etc., um, which as osteopaths are things that we know as experts, right? Uh, uh, but, you know, we talk to our patients every single day about these basic fundamentals and how important they are, mind, body, spirit, and all the rest of it. However, I think we can all agree that even though we have all of this knowledge and insight, that we often fail to utilize it as much as we suggest it. And Jake and John, you know, they don't expect you to make radical changes overnight, if at all, in fact. And instead, they offer simple shifts you can make to create energy for the things that you want and need to do as well. Then moving on to step four, which is to reflect and that is the idea of adjust and improve your system. Now, again, as osteopaths, we're fully aware of the benefits of taking time to reflect on particular situations. However, how often do we actually do that for ourselves as people and as professionals? Um, here, Jake and John say that reflection involves taking a few notes before heading to bed about what the next day is going to lead to. And so step four with reflection is where you'll decide which tactics you want to continue with and which ones you want to either refine or stop using because they don't work for you. They suggest that as you discover which tactics work best for you, that you'll build a customized daily system tailored to the unique way in which your brain works, your lifestyle, your goals, your ambitions and everything in between. And for me, this is where the book really stands out because they're basically saying, 
There is no copy-paste, plug-in-and-play time management strategy that works for everybody. Instead, it's a case of here's a simple framework and here's a whole bunch of tactics that we found to work for some people but, for not, but not for others. And therefore, it's up to you to pick which tactics to pick, retest, and repeat. So before... Before I dive into some of the tactics that I found particularly helpful for myself and for the osteopaths that we work with at OsteoHustle, I need to cover three things Jake and John say that you need to do in order to make this highlight, laser, energize, and reflect framework work. So three things. The first thing is to record your tactics. Then number two is no perfection required. And number three is the everyday mindset. So number one, record your tactics. So here you're going to draw three columns and you're going to assign a heading to each column and underline it. So you've got in column one, highlight, column two, laser, column three, energize. Then you're going to find one tactic for each column so, um, so one tactic for highlights, one tactic for laser, one tactic for energize. Uh, they're all very bite-sized tactics and some, m most of them actually are just a paragraph long. And the key, is, the key here isn't to read all of the tactics and then find your favorite. You need to find one that you would like to try for each of the three columns and then experiment with it. Okay. Up next, with no perfection required, um, summarized in a great quote, which says, perfection is a, is a distraction. It's another shiny object taking your attention away from your real priorities. Basically, it's easy to think that there's someone out there and you always paint this person in your head who is always on time, doing everything that they need to do all while, you know, getting the perfect amount of sleep every single night with the perfect diet, never skewing away from it. And it's obvious when we say it out loud, but it's simply unattainable. So don't aim for perfection. Instead, you aim to experiment because the point of this is you have a framework and you fill it with a combination of tactics that work for you and you can only figure out which tactics work for you by experimenting. Then you've got the third thing, which is the everyday mindset. And this is the idea that the best tactics are the ones that fit into your everyday. You won't use all of the tactics. You'll use some of the tactics sometimes on this day and then other tactics on the other day. And you, you won't use some of the tactics at all because they just don't work for you. All right. So now we're at a point in the book where all there is to do is to look at the tactics for each section. So there are 87 tactics in total. Here are some of my favorites and some we found um, that work extremely well for our clients at OsteoHustle in terms of time management and getting on top of things and prioritizing the things that matter to you. I really hope that you find them helpful and maybe even inspired to go grab a copy of the book. By the way, as other readers have done, go and check out and support your local library. They will order books in for you the majority of the time as well. So some of these tactics I'll explain in more detail, others not so much because the whole point is for you to build your own imperfect collection of tactics that work for you. So these are highlight tactics. So these tactics are based around you being able to successfully create 
and make time for your tactics. So tactic one, write it down. Now, I know that with the way that my brain works and for the majority of people, keeping things in my head is not helpful at all. Instead, I find it extremely helpful to simply write down my highlight, which I find makes it real. Uh, 90% of the time, it's on my computer. 10% of the time, I write it in a pocketbook on mornings where I don't feel like opening up my laptop at the start of the day. Tactic four, batch the small stuff. In other words, make a, make a bunch of small things your big thing. Um, I found this really helpful for the majority of OsteoHustle clients who need to build momentum with getting stuff done in a set period of time. This is a really great cluster clearer. Tactic eight, schedule your highlight. Here, you're not just writing your highlight down, but you're also deciding what time of the day you're going to work on completing the highlight. And again, you're aiming for that 60 to 90 minutes as your nice beginner's framework to start with. Tactic 12, just say no. Simple and effective, um, extremely underutilized by osteopaths because we think that we can just take on more and more things. Also, if it involves somebody else, it's important to be nice but honest. And just because you're saying no to this now doesn't mean that you can't say yes in the future. Tactic 16, quit when you're done. So avoid accidentally falling back into the busy bandwagon mentality. And just because one more, th and, and, and not adding just one more thing, and what you're going to do here is you're going to have a hard stop. So you're, the idea here is do not work until you're exhausted because in the long run, working until exhaustion makes us more likely to fail and fall behind because we're not prioritizing the rest that we need. So quit when you're done. All right, so they're the tactics that are for highlight. I'm now going to move on to laser tactics. So these tactics are based on the fact that you have chosen your highlight for the day and that you've made time for it in your busy schedule, and now is the time where you need to focus. Jake and John say that you must beat, in order to beat distraction, you must laser in. Now, obviously, this is ongoing. It's a very difficult thing to do. So Jake and John say that your best chance to beat distraction is to create barriers to distraction and therefore make getting distracted harder for you to slip into. So going to get started with tactic 17, which is try a distraction-free phone. What you're doing with this tactic may seem quite radical, but what you're going to do is delete any infinity pool apps from your phone. So that means deleting any social media apps, even your email app, games, news apps, anything that just sucks you into endless content. I found myself going through periods of deleting social media apps wherever I feel like I'm in a period where I've noticed myself becoming distracted by them and therefore feeling extremely frustrated by the fact that I don't have enough willpower to not aimlessly scroll on my phone, so I just delete them. Um, as for my email app, I haven't had it on my phone for, for nearly or probably over a year now because... I never reply to emails using my phone and I only ever find myself opening it up, finding something that I believe I need to reply to, even though somebody else has made it my priority to do so, which isn't acceptable. Um, and therefore, 
by not having the email app on my phone, I get to choose when I reply to my emails, not somebody else. And that is when I open up my computer and actively log into my account. Uh, tactic 19, turn off all notifications. Whether or not you try and have a distraction-free phone, you should at the very least turn off almost non-essential notifications. Tactic 25, ignore the news. Here's a quote. Truly breaking news will find you, and the rest is not urgent or just does not matter. Now, I believe in getting away from any platform that impacts you more negatively than positively. So the next time you find yourself reading or watching something or listening to something that makes you feel frustrated, riled up, anxious, unhappy, you're comparing yourself to other people, or you just find it unhelpful in general, unsubscribe, unfollow, leave, get rid of it. You don't need it. Instead, surround yourself with people who vastly improve the volume and the quality of positivity and helpfulness in your life. Trust me when I say that as soon as you leave, block, ignore the negativity as much as possible, you ignore the negativity, the politics, the bullshit, the bitching, the quicker you'll realize that you never needed it in the first place and it just sucks away so much of your time. Tactic 48, shut the door. Here's a quote from Stephen King. The close, uh, the close, sorry. The closed door is your way of telling the world and, and yourself that you mean business. So take this as finding your own uninterruptible space. So now I want to just move on to energize tactics. So for me, this is where the book gets really interesting because Jake and John say that, and I'm going to read from the book here, choosing a highlight and getting into laser mode are the core of make time, but the secret source is energize. Our thesis is simple. If you have energy, it's easier to maintain your focus on priorities and avoid reacting to distractions and demands. With a full battery, you have the power to be present, think clearly, and spend time on what matters, not default to what's put right in front of you. If you want energy for your brain, you need to take care of your body. So as I previously mentioned, as osteopaths, we... We're very in tune with this kind of thinking. However, I believe that the vast majority of us are guilty of not following our own advice for what we know is good for us. So I'll keep things nice and simple here because I'm not going to teach you to suck eggs. You already know this kind of stuff by now, but I will go over it a little bit. This chapter is broken down into six parts, which are one, keep it moving, as in explain that exercise is good no matter how much you get of it. Uh, two, Eat real food. Basically, stop eating processed food as much as possible. Three, optimize caffeine. So here they basically walk through tactics like wake up, uh, wake up before you caffeinate and then caffeinate before you crash and take a caffeine nap. And uh, in, in general, understand, you know, when your cutoff point is for consuming caffeine to a point where it then doesn't just um, disrupt your sleep rhythm and cycles. Four, go off grid. 
This highlights the importance of getting away every now and again, but more importantly, to find ways to be able to find moments of quiet in your everyday life. This is a great excuse for you to um, pay your team and take them away from clinic to come closer together and focus on what really matters. Um, make it personal, which is number five. Essentially, uh, you're going to put in the effort to spend time with whoever it is that you care about and those who recharge your battery. Lastly, number six, which is to sleep in a cave. So here you're going to get rid of all electronics in your bedroom with the exception of an alarm clock if you have one. Um, they also talk about sneaking in a nap, uh, sneaking in, an, in a nap. Uh, quoting several studies as well that showed the effects of strategic naps. Um, finally, they also talk about, and this is especially for the parents out there, you've got to find as many ways as possible to take short breaks to, quite frankly, maintain your own sanity. And by the way, if you're thinking, well, I just use my phone as an alarm clock, buy a 20 quid alarm clock, all right? It's well worth it. Uh, and now it's time to wrap things up with reflection tactics. So reflection tactics um, is the, the the final chapter of the book. It's the most important part of the book because of the idea that you you have to experiment with the tactics. And it's this whole make time book is made so much easier when you force yourself to reflect on which tactics work and which tactics don't, and to um, refine and replace and figure out what genuinely works for you. So the book covers a great way to reflect on each day and each tactic using a one-page summary sheet. So I'll include a PDF link in the description of this episode, which is free to download from their website. So just print it off or you can have it as a PDF and you can edit the PDF on your computer like what I do. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it like that. To be honest, just go and have a look at the go and have a look at the one page summary summary sheet. Uh, it's 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 perfect. It's simple and it's perfect. So there it is. Um, now you have a way to make time management work for you. If you need help, obviously with your time management skills, so you can get more purposeful work done and clear out the clutter and get rid of all the bullshit in your life, come and speak with us. So my email is in the description. Just just have the subject as make time. You don't have to say anything else. I'll reach out to you knowing that you've come from this episode as always. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you find value in what I'm striving to share, leaving a five-star review really would mean a lot. We're about to get to 20 reviews, which would be fantastic. Subscribe to the podcast to be reminded as soon as it comes out. Thank you honestly so much for listening. I find that this podcast is making me better at what what I do by revisiting some of these books and really thinking about how I can translate it into making it applicable for us as osteopaths. It's it's a bit like therapy, if I'm honest, just getting all of this um, information out into the world um, in a practical way that hopefully helps at least a few of you genuinely make a difference in planning, building, and growing your dream career. I hope that you find it uh, practical and insightful, and I would love to hear from you. Again, click on the episode that you're listening to, scroll down, and come and have a chat with me via the Q&A section. Ignore the question that it asks you with what you think about the episode. Just 
tell me how you feel about um, anything that we've spoken about. I would lo- honestly, I would love to hear from you. Um, you can also include your email in the description if you want me to send you an email in in, in reply to your Q and A as well. So uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening, and I can't thank you enough for for listening. Um, yeah, have a good day. Speak to you soon. <laughs>